Welcome to the nitty gritty. We're here to talk about the most important aspects or practical details of a subject or situation. We get asked all the time how to communicate and meet the needs of our children in all various ages and developmental stages. How do we navigate the challenges and life struggles, learning challenges, and most importantly, how do we talk to our children about living a life with Jesus? While we both have read a plethora of books, listened to all the podcasts, and have a beautiful community with an abundance of support and wisdom, when it comes to the nitty-gritty heartache of parenting, the only source that remains true to help us navigate is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that guides us, nourishes, sustains, and gives us everything we need. So no matter where you are in life, what you're doing, where you're at in your journey, we hope that this is a space where you can relate, feel seen, and just have a moment to rest in Jesus. All right. It's windy. (laughs) We're camping. These are our fireside chats. Enjoy. (laughs) We are talking about lying. And I had asked Danielle, like, dude, my three-year-old has now started lying And I feel like half the time, maybe less than half the time, she is maybe trying to lie because she doesn't want to get in trouble. And then the other part of the time, she can't decipher between reality and what she wants and what she thinks and like daydreaming. So I don't want to like squash her and squash her creativity, but she also needs to know boundaries and know that lying is not okay. And so I'm like, what, what have you done with your kids? Her kids are older than mine, so... That's kind of where we're at in the combo. Yeah, and when you asked me the question, Shell, it was like I literally was having the very same conversation with my kids the day before <laughs> because you had said, like, your oldest, like, Ford feels betrayed sometimes yeah. by his sister. Oh, my Like, gosh. she's not yeah. being honest yeah. with me. Oh, yeah. And now he's, like, looking for it. Yeah. August, you're lying. You're lying. And I can't night, trust you. No, yes. He says that. Yeah. He says, I can't trust I can't you. Trust and last you. night on the phone, <laughs> we're having a FaceTime with Papa, and she was like, hi, Papa. And Ford mentioned something about lying. And she goes, no, you're not a liar. I'm a liar. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, okay, what? I don't want to be putting this stigma right. in her head that right. she's a liar. You're a liar. Then right. I'm like, no, you're a child of God. And right. we make bad decisions and right. we lie sometimes. Right. But your identity is not a liar. Right. And, and you so and I talk about all the time, like the words that we speak over our kids yes. is so important. And so we don't want to label them. We don't want to say you're a liar. And then I think, so one of the things that our, our kids have in common, our oldest is a boy, our youngest is a girl. And our oldest are very much like the sense of justice and very logical thinkers, um, very intelligent from a very young age. You could see it in the way that they think and process information. And our youngest are the creatives, the (laughs) they enter into these amazing imaginative worlds. And that's like, their intelligence that is so evident in the way that they're able to create these magnificent stories and express mm-hmm. them to people in their own ways. And yeah. so um, their creativity, though, it's it's teaching how to be honest in real situations mm-hmm. and not let their creativity become deceitful. Yeah. And... Yeah, so with, what were you going to say about Lily? So... What was happening? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the exact situation, but it was literally this conversation where like Daniel will ask 
Lily to do something. Maybe it's something she doesn't even want to do. She'll say, no, I don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. He really wants her to do it. (laughs) So he sells her on it. And she loves her big brother. And so she's like, okay, you've convinced me. I'm going to do it. And then she's five seconds into it and realizes, but I didn't really want to do this. And so it was, he wanted her to scooter around the block with him. And so she, she's like, I don't want to, it's 105 degrees outside. (laughs) She and I had already gone for a walk. She had burned her energy. Her and I had gone outside and done some stuff. He hadn't yet. And she didn't want to go outside. And so he creates his sales pitch. She says, fine, I'll go. He goes out. literally (laughs) describing my children and probably everyone listening to this. Well, that's why, right? Yes. I was like like that too. Well, that's why when you were messaging me, I was like, I can't wait to talk to you about this in person because this is literally my life and your kids are much younger. My kids are not much younger, but you know, they are developmentally. There is a big gap even in five years, but I'm like, this is a conversation I've been having with them for many years. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I'll get back to that comment in a second, but basically then Lily decides, wait, I didn't actually want to go on this walk. Right. And, and retracts. So, so like, she then turns around and right. comes home. Yeah. He oh. is infuriated. Yep. You lied to me. You uh-huh. said you were going to come. Yeah. You backed out on your word. And so it's trying to teach him the flexibility of like, well, one, People can change their mind. Two, she said no. You convinced her otherwise. And then she realized this isn't really what I wanted to do. Right. But also teaching her, like, your word is important. And when you say you're going to do something, do it. And if you go out on that walk and you then change, you decide once you're out there, you know what? This isn't really what I wanted to do. you got to be able to communicate, like. Yeah. You can't just turn around. You can't just turn around and leave. (laughs) Because then he feels like he's been neglected or disowned. You've got to be able to say, Daniel, this is hot. Like, I want to go inside. Right. And just talk and right. communicate. I know. And when they do that, like, how amazing is it? Right. But we have to, like, guide that. Otherwise, right. it's like. <laughs> right. But what I wanted to, what immediately came to my mind when you w- had asked me the question is, oh, my goodness, I've been having this conversation for so many years, and I'm still having this conversation. And Great. it took me back. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to look forward to. Right. But it, it, it took me back to how many times we've had the conversation of parenting is not a, I'm going to teach a lesson right now. And then my kids are going to immediately get it. It's mm-hmm. this consistency. It's consistency, continuously teaching them, not having those shameful comments. Like we've also talked about of, I just talked to you about this. We've yeah. talked about this before. I told you so. I told you like, do you remember when we talked about this yesterday? Yeah. Do you remember when we talked about this five minutes ago? Yeah. Like those are all those phrases that just put shame in the situation instead of just saying, just repeating the message again. Right. And that's the part as moms, like we have to give ourselves grace. Like we are going to say those phrases because they were said to us, but we also have to realize where it's coming from yeah. and rely on Jesus to help us pause, hear ourselves, hear mm-hmm. our kids, and just be repetitive in what we're teaching them. Yeah. Because even if we don't see the change now, these are the words that they're going to hear later on totally. when they are actually faced in a situation where they need to be honest, when they're right. actually faced in a situation where they need to have integrity. They're going to hear, we don't want them to hear oh my gosh, here we are again. Oh, are you going to be the oh, liar and lie? 
or oh I struggle with lying right I've always struggled with lying my mom always had to tell me again and again right because if we always say don't you remember I just told you that then they're building in their mind oh I'm a failure I can't remember this but if we can just approach the conversation as if it's new every time of like yes and that's the hard part for parents yes because Because we remember it every single time absolutely and we want people to listen to us yes and And it's exhausting the kids don't it's exhausting it's so exhausting. exhausting but like yeah finding like I know in those moments where I just want to rip them to pieces, <laughs> literally, <laughs> with my words right. and my tongue. I'm just right. like, oh, right. I could just be crazy right now. And the times that I've seen, honestly, the the best results in, in the way of them apologizing to each other, apologizing to me, is, like, just simply saying, like, you are a child of God. Mm-hmm. You are made in God's image. Mm-hmm. And, like, what does God say? And, yeah. you know, my kids will say, like, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're little. They're three and five. Mm-hmm. So they're still learning this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, when you just said, like, what are they going to hear in those moments when they're older, when they're, you know, 7, 10, 14, 20? Mm-hmm. Are they going to hear, I am a child of God and know, like, what that means and know to tell the truth? Or are they just going to say, well, I'm already a liar. I'm already a failure. So I might as well just do it right Mm -hmm. because like you become what you hear for so many years and that can like really affect you so yeah when you were saying that I was like oh my gosh well how much of our parenting is coming off of the fact that we've been shamed or we've been told I told you so or shame on you Mm -hmm. those phrases that came out of a generation of I'm sure parents that meant well but didn't realize the effects of their words so we have a choice of are we going to parent out of like that place of feeling shame Mm -hmm. we know how words have affected us right so are we just going to let that perpetuate into the next generation or are we going to realize oh i actually have wounds and habits that have been created over time but i don't have to let that cycle continue i can right but easier said than done so then what do you do like practically when you want to like do exactly what your parents did to you and you want to do it to your kids what do you do um yeah in those moments it's like taking a deep breath, holding my tongue mm-hmm. when I want to say something, mm-hmm. um, depending on if it's something that infuriates me, maybe I need to communicate. Like I am super frustrated. I'm super mm-hmm. angry right now, but I need to go and take a break mm-hmm. and walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's, I'm really frustrated. I don't like the way that this was communicated, but I don't have anything nice to say right now. And I need to just mm-hmm. wait before I respond. Yeah. And yeah. communicating honestly communicating with them. honestly, like, what you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And so often, like, I, like, there's been times I've said that to my kids where I'm like, I'm so frustrated right now, and I don't want to say anything mean because I love you, but, like, this is really, like, it just makes me really angry. Yeah. And there'll be times where, like, that will then soften their heart. Yes. And, like, you can my see daughter their, will like, come. body and, language, mm-hmm. and they'll come to you. Yeah, they'll, my daughter will come and like Lily will come and put her hand on my knee and yeah. be like, I'm sorry, mommy. I, know. I love you. Like my that kids was do that too. Right. And, and I think it just diffuses the situation. It totally does. And I think there's this, there's this voice that I also have to replace and it's a lie, but I have to replace it with truth and realizing that I'm a child of God is the voice that says like, Oh, now I'm creating this codependent relationship in my child where if I tell them that I'm upset, if I show them I'm upset oh, and weak, uh-uh. then now they have to coddle or Come care for, for and comfort but me. But that's not where it's coming from. But it's not. And so there's 
that's when healthy you, that, that sounds like when people when I've heard parents say like you're making me upset yes. you're making me unhappy you did this and this mm-hmm. frustrated me then the kids feel responsible for you right. but if you're just saying I am feeling this way this is what's happening to me and then they come to you and sometimes I have to tell my kids like it's not your fault mm-hmm. like you're literally just being a kid and yeah. I am just struggling with what I want to do right and with my own agenda my own priorities or whatever anyway sorry right. to cut you off but yeah like how it can there there is a fine line and sometimes it's hard because sometimes people will think well I said this I'm like well you were really pointing at your child but if you just talk about what you are feeling mm-hmm. and how you need to like handle it then mm-hmm. it takes the pressure off of them and they understand like oh mom was just feeling this way right and I you know there's this idea of like our kids see us as their heroes and I remember a point in my life where it was like a really harsh realization of like oh my parents are people too Mm. and I don't think our kids have to ever have that realization of oh my parents are people too I think we can model for them at a very young age that we are human and we are in need of a savior and how humbling for them to see us model for them that it's not that we were superheroes that then failed them when they realized we were human and not those heroes but we can be their heroes that and what does that hero look like it's someone who is dependent on Jesus helping them in their weakest moments yeah because it's not my super strength that's getting me through it it's that I'm depending on God yeah and even the apologies like through that and that's not an excuse to just be like oh I can just do whatever I want I can apologize to my kids right they'll forgive me but really having that heart of repentance Mm -hmm. and like I don't know. I can just see it in my kids' eyes every time I apologize to them. That they're, like, really listening. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, and that's yeah. okay. And they truly forgive me mm-hmm. when I am coming from a genuine heart. Right. And, like, then the moments afterwards and the relationship built from that is, mm-hmm. like, you know, so strong. And even in moments where they can tell I'm getting upset or I'm, like, holding my tongue. Like, August will just say something that's so, like, right on and so practical. And then I just start laughing. And then we all kind of just start laughing. Yeah. When instead of, like, reacting to them, I'm, I'll am i even ask in the, the moment where, like, something I started to do when I feel like, okay, she's lying. But then I'm like, well, I don't really know what she's thinking. So I started to ask her, what are you thinking right now? And sometimes you can tell when your kids go, like well um so um yeah and you're like okay you're full of poop right now (laughs) like (laughs) you're trying to just come up with an excuse and then there's other times where they will literally just say okay so I was thinking this and it's so succinct Mm -hmm. and you're like whoa you were not trying to lie you were not trying to be disrespectful but it's almost like what we talked about a few minutes ago in that moment at the dinner table where you're jumping on this assumption of what someone is doing instead of trying to understand where they're coming from i mean my kids have literally come to me after saying mom about one million times Mm -hmm. and then they'll be like mom and i'm like what yeah oh i love you and i'm like oh my gosh what was i doing and so the same thing where i want to react i want to instead of respond with these moments of lying god is just showing me like you just continue to show her what truth is Mm -hmm. you continue to show her you know, and I mean, Ford has moments too, but I mean, he's like honest Abe. Like he's always been like, 
even if he lies three seconds later mama i'm not telling the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right mm-hmm. whereas august is a little more like she really doesn't want to get in trouble because if mm. she gets in trouble she takes it so personally mm. she gets so worked up she gets mm-hmm. so upset and i think she really does feel like i failed yeah. and i failed everyone around me and so if i just don't tell them then i won't fail anyone and oh, then that leads okay. to like yeah even worse stuff right? right of them not communicating so anyways that whole long diatribe to say that like responding instead of reacting and that's mm-hmm. like obviously a common thing we theme. come back to that we come back time. to that all yeah. the time in any situation and i feel like god is showing me that in this moment talking to you that like okay i need to respond and not react because in those moments where i've reacted now i'm mm-hmm. now i am actually training my son mm-hmm. to now say like you're lying. I don't mm-hmm. believe you because he's heard me say those exact same things. Yeah. And then I'll tell him he can't say that. But then I'm like, wait, I just modeled that for him mm-hmm. instead of maybe taking her aside privately. Like we think that not doing it in front of strangers makes it private. But I'm realizing that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to like step away with both of my mm-hmm. kids where no one is around mm-hmm. and just talking to them one on one. And I mm-hmm. feel like it's, there's so much more receptiveness and yeah. they don't feel like you can see when you're at your kids shift, right? When you're yep. somewhere and all night, they're not looking at you. They're looking at the other person. Right. In that moment, they are feeling shame. Right. And it's like, that should be my cue to stop whatever it is I'm saying and say, you know what? Let's move this conversation right. like somewhere else. But anyways, yeah, just it's so hard though, being repetitive and feeling like you're not being heard and not being listened to, but really it's, their brains just have not grabbed onto it yet. They're just, and like you said, if we just treat it new every time, we are less frustrated. They are more likely to um, get it in their heads in a healthy way and not mm-hmm. like in a shaming way, you right. know, down the road. Yeah. I think about my dad and how that like plays so much into why I react I mean he really didn't have any grace for if he had to tell you more than one time Mm -hmm. so that's how I was raised and so I just assume like okay well if my kids don't listen to me the first time then yeah then here comes the the same tape in my head Mm -hmm. they don't respect me they're not listening they don't care when I'm like no it's just a three and a five-year-old like playing Legos (laughs) Or dress up or they're right. in their own world. I mean, right. I feel like when we really tune into our kids and we sit with them and we watch them, like, I'm like, whoa, I see the beautiful wheels turning. Mm-hmm. And when I see that, then in the times where we're like, okay, let's go, we got to go. Or we're saying things. I can have grace. Yeah. Because I'm like, I see where you're at. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not sitting with them, if I'm not seeing how they process things and how they receive information like uh, I'm not going to know how to appropriately communicate with them in those in those hard moments right 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 so yeah anyways that's like a whole nother thing but the balance (laughs) I think I mean the key thing with so many of these topics is remembering when there's any kind of confrontation or frustration caused by another individual whether it be our kids whether it be our spouse or a friend like whenever there's it's like really when our kids 
are behaving a certain way, it's triggering something in us. Whether we feel disrespected, whether we feel unheard, whether it's bringing up those voices from Uh our own childhood. uh uh But we can choose if we're going to take on that spirit of of offense Uh and become defensive, or we can choose to remember I'm a child of God and this person is a child of God. And I know you were saying that, but it's like so important. Like when we we remember that for ourselves, ourselves, like in order to see someone else as a child of God, we've got to see ourselves as a child of God because in order to truly love someone else, we have to understand that God first loved us and he loved us so much that he sent his son to die. And it breaks down so many walls. I mean, even you just saying that right now, I'm like, duh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, even in those, we were talking about taking 10 seconds, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's a practical way. People think like, oh, yeah, oxygen your brain. But it's like a super real thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just like for hippies or psychiatrists or whatever. Like, it genuinely is like, oh, my gosh, it helps you to calm down. You take that Mm -hmm. breath. And I feel like in those 10 seconds of not saying what you want to say, mm-hmm. that would be a good thing for me to mm-hmm. practice as well as like saying, I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. Mm-hmm. He gave up his life for me. Mm-hmm. How many things have I done that are totally undeserved of mm-hmm. forgiveness, but yet I am forgiven mm-hmm. and the sanctification process and the right. you know is daily mm-hmm. it's like I mean what that took me like seven seconds to say yeah I and mean, then all of a sudden you're like whoa like I'm not even like thinking about that I'm thinking oh fire <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that <laughs> but yeah it's like those those simple it seems so simple but it they're really like profound truths that we need to understand. Like I am a child of God. I'm deeply loved by God. I'm worth love. And this person is worth loving. Yeah. And saying those things in our head are enough to slow down and replace the other thoughts because the reality is maybe the feelings feel real, but the hard and harsh words that we're thinking about the other person that is triggering us those are not truths about who they are Mm. because if we have something that harsh that we want to think or say about someone else, we're criticizing God's creation and saying that his creation isn't good. Like if we're willing to speak that over Mm. someone that God created, we essentially are criticizing God and saying that his work is not perfect and his work is not good. Mm -hmm. And so do we have enough love and awe and respect for the Lord to realize how much he loves us mm-hmm. <laughs> and to accept that love for yeah. us and, for and that we're a work in way. progress and that they mm-hmm. are a work in progress. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. Are you at the age that your kids are at now? Are you still, is there any struggle with lying? Yeah, I mean, like I said the other day. I mean, like, like, in terms of, sorry, have you seen, like, obviously. Like, deceiving, like, to hide the truth, like, intentionally. Yes, yes. um, Yes. Yeah. It's it's something we've worked on for a while, so I I don't 
see it as frequently, mm-hmm. but absolutely. And I, and is it sometimes met with like, okay, I'm gonna have grace in this moment because you, you know, came forward and like told me about it. And there's other moments where you're like, sorry, you're getting disciplined or you're getting a privilege taken away or. So what is that? Actually, I was reminded just right now of a situation that just happened like a week ago, and I don't remember exactly what the lie was, but. Um, so something that's worked very successfully in our home recently that my kids actually asked for after we moved my behavior chart. I know I showed yeah, you yeah, this yeah, behavior yeah. chart where basically like when they, it goes excellent, good, oops, try again, um, warning and, um, needs work. Stop needs improvement. Yeah, stop needs improvement. So that's like the the progression of it. And every day they start at good. If they end the day at good, they get a point. If they end the day at excellent, they get two points. If they get moved down, there's different consequences that come with each space. The oops mm-hmm. try again is kind of that like that grace of like, hey, <laughs> like you're okay. Like you're teetering, up. right? <laughs> um, so I bring that up because it's been a language we've created in our home with consistency where we are very quick to praise them for encouraging one another and moving them up because they've gone out of their way to serve another person. They've gone out of their way to encourage, but we also are quick to move them down if we notice that their behavior is tearing someone down Mm -hmm. or um, they're not responding, whatever whatever Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. behavior is that is... um, not we we put the bible verse on there whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable think about these things so if their behavior is not one of those they get moved down and we always address what like excuse me was that true yeah. you were lying that's yeah. dishonest you moved down so i give that whole backstory i know you know this behavior chart but for anyone listening for anyone listening to help <laughs> anyone what this all is. one of you <laughs> Maybe I'll do a, a short little five-minute episode explaining what this chart is. Yeah. Um, but we ran into a situation where my daughter lied about something, and I I paused. And this is something that I've had to practice, right? This mm. whole idea of pausing and not reacting yep. is not something I've always been great at. So I just want to be transparent. Like, I'm not coming from a place of like, oh, oh I've always been good at this. This no, is something I I've struggled with. Yeah, <laughs> It's something that I struggled yep. with and still struggle with of yeah. holding my tongue and not being harsh with my words towards my children. And I, I paused by the grace of God and was just like, okay, God, how do I, how do I parent in this moment? Because I don't want to, I don't want to tell her I know she lied. Uh-huh. I want to give her the opportunity to confess yeah. because in God's word, he says, when we confess our sins, he's yeah. faithful and just to forgive, forgive us. us. I want to teach my kids to, to do that, to have the conviction. Oof, to confess. That's hard. And so I was just like, God, show me how to do this. Yeah. Show me how to, um, give her the opportunity to confess for her dishonesty. And, Again, I don't even remember what she lied about. And I think that's God's grace, too, of not like keeping yeah, record keeping of the record wrongs. wrongs. Um, but I just remember, like, I asked a question. I just asked her a question of, like, oh, can you tell me a little bit about whatever? God gave me a question to ask her. And immediately 
her face dropped. She realized she had lied. And I didn't say, hey, I know you lied, blah, blah, right. blah. I just asked right. her a simple question. And immediately she felt that conviction yep. of, okay. And so I was like, I, I noticed, like, your body language. Like, something's going on. You want to share with me what you're feeling? And she's like, I lied, Mom. That wasn't the truth. And she confessed it. Right. And so then I was in that moment where I was like, okay, God, she confessed this. So this is a beautiful thing. Right. But she still lied. And that's not true. That's not honest. Right. And so according to our, like, consistency right. in this, right. she needs to be moved down. And so because we have this system in place... It was not a spanking. It was not taking privileges away. Oh, this it was is so not amazing. these things. I I looked at her and I was able to. I I truly in that moment is like understood God's grace even more. I was able to say, I love you and I am proud of you for being honest with me and I forgive you. You were not honest, so you do need to move down on the chart. But just remember that just as quickly as you got moved down, you can turn it around and get right moved right back up. But I forgive you and I appreciate your honesty. And, this is so good. And it was like there was a consequence. Right. Like there still has to be consequence. Right. But it was met with love and grace. And I hugged her yeah. and I, I told her how proud of her I was for being right. honest. Right. So she didn't feel shamed of like, I caught you. Right, 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 right she was given the opportunity right. to confess right. and it came from her place of feeling remorse and, and bad about it. And as soon as she moved herself down on the board, we started playing a game and we moved on and we had a great time and pretty sure she ended that day on excellent and got her, yeah. right? Like she turned it wow. around. And like, it was, I mean, what you're saying is not like rocket science, right? And no. I feel like I've done some form of this, but like my dad was, so militant mm. and so like I mean we would get grounded for like mm -hmm. ridiculous amount of time where I'm like we what's did what like yeah. what's the point mm -hmm. like we're not forget we're not even learning at the end from of this. two weeks you're like what did I even do wrong <laughs> right there was no like let's work your way out of this mm -hmm. and what you just shared was like something I just saw online about like uh like okay you're grounded and it has a list of like um, writing a, an encouraging note to a neighbor, like mm -hmm. 10 points, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, once you reach 500 points, you can be off being grounded. Mm -hmm. And Morgan and I were just like, oh my goodness. Like, okay, maybe that that's for like a teenager, right? Sure. So that's like way higher. Right. But we have definitely had talks and we've been working towards, let's work out of a reward system mm -hmm. or like, like this, like a chart where mm -hmm. it's something that you can visually see, mm -hmm. you know, like, Oh, I'm not doing good. Mm -hmm. And I remember some of my biggest moments with my parents was not when they shamed me, berated me, spanked me, grounded mm -hmm. me, but when they just communicated with me, allowed God to do the work. Mm -hmm. And then there was a consequence, but it was mm -hmm. like what you just said, where I was able to just look at it and be mm -hmm. like, Ooh, I'm not behaving well. Right. Like sometimes that is enough, but mm -hmm. I come from a background of like everything was so extreme. Mm -hmm. And so I'm having to learn like my kids don't need some outrageous punishment to know that they did something wrong. Right. And so what literally what you just said is like, when I asked you, I knew I was like, <laughs> I'm going to ask Danielle what she does with the lying thing because 
Like, I feel like I, I've been toggling between grace and discipline. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to meet somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And this just further confirms when you told me about this chart, like whatever, a month or so ago, mm-hmm. that I'm like, yes, I need to do this chart because that is just a really practical way of like, mm-hmm. here you are. And they don't want to get moved down. No. They don't want to get moved down because no. they know, I mean... Yeah, again, I'll have to, we'll just have to do an episode to explain how this chart works. Or whatever, I mean, we can literally, you can literally just take a picture and it's right. just like and pop then, it in there. Yeah. And it's like, here's how it works. Yeah, it's I'll very self-explanatory. description to it. You can but, just attach it. But yeah. like, I just feel like it's, yeah, it's so amazing. Like my, my dad immediately went to grounding or spanking mm-hmm. and... Are the spanking or shaming? You should have known better. Shame on you. Yeah. Well, I guess that was mixed in there with my dad yeah. too. That was like, I feel like the shame was there with the grounding or the spanking. <laughs> like it was just lace yeah. and shame. I'm laughing yeah. about it probably because I'm uncomfortable because mm. that sucks. It's not funny. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I don't want to work out of a place of that, but like a chart. Uh, yeah. The way you specifically have your chart. Like yeah. I've worked with sticker charts and other right. things and it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, Pfft. Right. Whatever. But this way is definitely like they're working towards points. They can mm-hmm. move those points towards prizes or right. outings or mm-hmm. things. And so I know we were doing like first time listener chart mm-hmm. when we were in Albuquerque. And that actually was like amazing. They wanted to listen the first time because they wanted to get stickers. And then when mm-hmm. they got a certain amount of stickers, they would be able to go pick out, you know, a treat or whatever. And so, yeah, I feel like just working out of that is they can see where they have fallen short Mm -hmm. but they don't feel like they're bad well and I think that's what has made this chart so beautiful that and we laid it out clearly for them when we were starting it is this is not a behavior chart where you need to work for our approval or you're not moved down because we're disappointed in you this is a chart to show you that your character matters mm. and we want your actions like your actions and your words are either going to build up or tear down mm-hmm. and so if you're tearing someone else down like you're going to be moved down on that right. because your character is not mm. reflecting that of of Jesus and the growth that he wants to do inside of you totally. but if you are serving from a willing heart and you are loving people in abundance or going out of your way to apologize and confess when you've done something wrong like that's the heart of Jesus it's not perfection it's not oh I'm gonna move you up because you have earned my approval by doing all these chores and you've worked for my love yeah it's like a character it's a character thing it's so hey can you like go pick this up please Okay, great. I'm doing it, Mom. Excellent. Move yourself up. Versus, like, oh, I'm moving you up because you completed it. Right. So good. Now, if they respond and they're just like, ugh, I don't want to do another thing. Well, go move yourself down. That's not the attitude that we have. Right. Like, you might not want to do it, but you need to do it because, like, your job is to obey and submit to authority. Yeah. Like, you're a child still. And you need to learn that... There actually is authority and there right. is structure and you yes. design for a reason. Yeah. And how motivating that it's like, they know that it's, it's like completely up to them. Right. And how much pressure that takes off of you guys Yeah, as parents to right. like, okay, well this is where we're at. And then right. of course there's, there can be discipline and punishment for other things. Yes. Like this is not an all encompassing chart, 
But I feel like for most things, Mm -hmm. like, I want to have moderation. Right. I've always loved moderation. The way I eat, exercise, all of that. And I find myself having a struggle of moderation Mm. with my kids. Yeah. Because of learned behavior Mm -hmm. of myself growing up. Well, and something I always struggled with and still struggle with is what are the appropriate consequences for the action? Yeah. And at the age that our kids are at. At the age where they're going to understand and what, you know, how many times I would hear when they were younger, like, you just got to give them the appropriate consequences, but no one ever offered solutions for what those consequences (laughs) were, right? Because everyone has a different idea of what consequences are okay and not okay. Right. And this is, this was like such a, I mean, I've seen, again, like I didn't come up with this idea on my own to have a, like a chart where they would get moved up and down. Like I would see this all over Pinterest or whatever, Mm -hmm. but the vocabulary for it was just a moment of like, my husband and I had talked about it, like we needed to do something. And there was a moment where our kid's behavior was getting super intense and explosive. And I just looked at him kind of helplessly one day and I was like, I need something like mm-hmm. nothing is working. Mm-hmm. Like all the things that I feel like I'm being consistent and nothing is working. He just grabbed one of our big whiteboards. He took couple different colors of markers and he wrote these words on there and he took these magnets and he was like move them up and down <laughs> like super practical and it was just one of those like yeah. okay this is why we're a team because yeah. he needed to just make it happen and then of course later I could go back and write in my pretty handwriting right 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 <laughs> and put like my touch to it and add the yeah, scripture, add the and, scripture. And, and add the application and be able to talk about okay so now that we have this established then let's come up with a point system and yep. But it didn't start off that way. And I think sometimes as parents, we want things to start off perfect. And so it stops us from ever actually doing totally. it. Totally. And we don't have to do things perfectly. We just need to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, yeah. Yep. I was going to try to add something really profound. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep, yep, yep. Nope. But he, but that's all folks. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm so glad. I feel so encouraged about that. And even just having these talks makes me feel encouraged knowing, like, I'm not the only one that, like, I don't know how we always convince ourselves. I do know how. we're alone in it. The enemy Mm -hmm. just wants to convince us that Mm -hmm. we're alone, that our kid's the only kid that's ever done this, Uh right? No one really understands what we're going through. Right, totally. And, like, yeah, everyone's experiences are going to be different because we're different human beings, Mm -hmm. but ultimately when we can relate on certain subject matter, it's like, ugh, like, wow. And so, yeah, I I love that. I feel encouraged. Well, it's... And I'm going to go buy a whiteboard. (laughs) (laughs) On our way. I know. Love our Costco closeouts. Oh, Uh, man. No, these conversations are helpful for me, though, too, because I feel like for so much of my parenting, when I was a mom of my, like, young kids, you know, I tried to get involved in mops or whatever, but I just never felt understood in my parenting, and I never felt like I connected with moms that had kids my kids' age. Mm -hmm. And so I did feel very alone in it. I didn't have people that I felt like I could ask these difficult questions. Mm. Um I would try to read all the books and, you know, I look back and I'm like, wow, God provided mentorship through a lot of amazing, um, leaders in the Christian world through podcasts and books. But 
I didn't have this like interpersonal connection to be able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And when I would talk about my kids or ask questions to a few people that I kind of was testing the waters to see if it was safe, it often was met with a feeling like I was shaming my children mm. by just talking about the struggles that I was going mm-hmm, through. Mm-hmm. Or, or, I, or even if it wasn't anyone else that made me feel that way, I didn't want to share the things that were hard because I didn't want to dishonor my kids for who they are. Mm-hmm. And I wanted their story to be their story that they tell. Yeah, and, and not, not put like labels on them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Right. But I think it's important when we have these conversations it's like going back to they're a child of God and we are a child of God and being able to have the conversation we can talk about the struggles we're going through without turning it into a gossip session about all the hard things that and all the things that frustrate us right right oh my gosh my kid did this today right yeah, that's not helpful. You're not solving any problems by just talking right. about and it. Commiserating together. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we hope this helped someone. <laughs> Maybe you're that someone. Maybe you just enjoyed hearing us cackling together fireside. <laughs> but I think that's it. Good talk. Good talk. Go make a chart. <laughs>